Well, hello, everybody, again. Welcome to another episode of A Village Perspective, where we're diving deep into the Word of God so that we can bring the Word to life. Today, we'll be starting a new series called All In. Believe me, this is going to be a good one. Let's join Pastor Ramsey today for the beginning of this Word. Well, God bless and praise the Lord, everyone. Pastor Nate Ramsey here with you again from Restoration Village Ministries and We are so grateful to have this opportunity to come to you again on the podcast, A Village Perspective. Uh, Today, I want to share a word with you from a previous series that we did called All In. And we are just looking forward to having God bless us over and over again like never before. This topic is such a personal topic to me because it speaks to each and every one about your commitment to the work that God has called you to, your commitment to the kingdom. It gives us an opportunity to look into our hearts and to our minds and even to our efforts uh, concerning what we have committed to do for the kingdom and what we actually are following through on. So let's get into this word today, talking about being all in. Now, I want to start today by reading a passage from the Bible, book of Matthew, 24th chapter. And this is a passage that I can say clearly is one that should be even viewed in today's season and time that we are in. Uh, It is where Jesus is predicting the destruction of the temple, and he's talking about the signs of the time and the end of the age. And there's a portion of this scripture that I'd like to share with you today, and it starts on verse 4. Well, I'll start with verse 3. It says, Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to hear him, to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Now, they were referring back to verse 2 when Jesus was speaking to them concerning the destruction of the temple. Now, verse 4 says, And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. Very important word. And I I say that because we are living in a time where much deception is going forth in our society, and it is vital that we have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying unto the church, that we hear a truth, truth that is coming from the soundness of the passages in the Bible or the Word of God in general. That's what I want to say. I want us to understand that there is much deception going on, and it's simply because of the end of the time. And you and I have to continue to search for truth. We have to be sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit as he is leading us in the midst of this journey because we know that it is the enemy's job to deceive. He is the the deceiver. So the scripture goes on to say, for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. Jesus said, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, see that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Now, that was always so strange to me in a manner of speaking, because Jesus is giving details, he's giving signs of what the end times actually look like. 
you know, and the more that you look into scripture, you more that you know that this is such a time that needs to be concerned. There needs to be uh, a ear to hear what God is saying so that we don't get caught up in what's going on at that time. And Jesus made it clear. He says, see that you are not troubled for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. So that tells me in my heart that I can be at peace. He said, simply because these things are expected. These things must come to pass. But he's saying very clearly that the end is not yet. Now, verse seven says, for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrow. Now, it is clear if we look uh, around us, we look into the news, we look uh, globally that all of these things even now are taking places in different situations. And uh, they call it in some places, like in our country, they speak to it as being uh, because of global warning, warming. And there are other reasons that they actually refer to the things that are happening now. But I think the key reason is for us to understand that we are in what the Bible describes as the end times, perilous times. All of these things have already been prophetically spoken of that they will take place. So my heart is to Make sure that we continue to share the gospel and encourage those that have an expectation of the return of Christ, that we have to be sure that we are all in, that we're committed to the work of the kingdom, because I can't spend my time, please hear this, I cannot spend my time looking for things to happen. I cannot spend my time worrying about what's going to happen. I can read the word of God. I can hear a word from the Holy Spirit and know that things are going to happen, but they're not in my control. Only God has total control over how these things transpire. So it's not for you or I to worry, but that we would be alert and aware and continue to operate in kingdom purposes and the promises such that God will be able to say to you and I, well done, thou good and faithful servant, in the midst of it all, in the midst of the the danger, in the midst of the trials and the tribulations that come along with this, in the midst of others not really knowing, but giving you an opportunity to say, this is what the Bible says about what's happening right now. And you can go into the news and into the scripture and you can bring the word with the current events, line upon line, precept upon precept, the way that the word of God is being manifested. So it's my heart to make sure that as we're sharing the gospel, that we encourage those of you who are seeking a word from the Lord, or you're seeking direction and divine guidance, that you go into the scriptures and see what God is saying, and then you make comparison to the things that are going on, and then you continue to encourage yourself. If there's no one else there to encourage you, if you cannot hear a podcast like this or a teaching of the word of God that encourages you, look for someone that's willing to encourage you, but if you can not find it, then do like David did. Encourage yourself because ultimately it is up to you 
to trust God. It's up to us to trust God, regardless of what it looks like, regardless of what it sounds like. It is ultimately up to us to trust God. And I encourage you today, just trust God for what he is doing in your life right now, for the things that are transpiring in this earth, because he made it very, very clear that said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll be with you always, even until the end of the world. Now, what I want to do from here is to move in on this topic. And let me just share some insight if I can. In the book of Joshua, chapter one, uh, God told Joshua to be strong and of good courage. Now, God said this to him three times because of the task that was before him. If we go back and look at the scripture, now it was Joshua's time to step up and become the leadership of the nation of Israel. Moses' servant was dead. God's servant Moses was dead. And now God was bringing in succession. He was bringing in a faithful man of God, Joshua himself. He was bringing in a man that was a warrior. And I love to hear the scriptures as it talks about the faithfulness of Joshua and the mindset that he had to serve God and the kingdom and the people of God. So in this time, here's what God is doing. He is encouraging him. He is letting him know that he is with him as he was with Moses. He says, Joshua, I will be with you. So in the midst of this, I'm saying this because you and I need to understand, regardless of who's come before us, regardless of whether their time is over or not, you and I have to stand firm on the word of God with the calling that is upon our life and have an expectation that God has called us together in the body of Christ for the kingdom of God for such a time as this, for such a time as we are seeing even here in 2022 with all the pandemic going on, with all the shortages that are going on, uh, with all the backup, everything, inflation, you name it, is happening. But you cannot get dismayed. You cannot get distracted or discouraged because the scripture clearly lets us know that God is still in control regardless of what it looks like. So as God told Joshua, be of good courage. You stand strong and know that it is your season and your time to do what God is calling you for in the kingdom. It's time for you to be the ambassador of Christ that God has called you to. It's such a time as this. And I glorify God for the work that he's doing in and through our lives because I know that God is not a man that he should lie. If he said it, he'll do it. If he spoke it, he will certainly make it good. And what is that? That word that he will be there with us always and he'll lead and he'll direct us and he'll guide us through these challenging times because that's exactly what he does. He is an awesome God and there is none like him. Glory to God. I'm getting excited. Now, here's a word for you. Nelson Mandela said in a quote, he said, courage is not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. He literally went on to say, he said, the brave man is not he who does not feel afraid, but he who conquers that fear. So once again, as we're talking about courage here, because the enemy would want us to be fearful. He would want us to be afraid uh, with 
the situations that are taking place, especially when it comes to the pandemic because of all the lives that have been lost. And then you look at the inflation that we're faced with at this point in time. And it's so amazing to me that mankind is not understanding that all of these things that are transpiring are not so much natural, but they are spiritual. Uh, They're taking place in a natural realm, but all of this is from a time of the Word of God being shared, saying that these things will take place at such a time as this. So, in the midst of it, I think we have to take heart and understand and know when it comes to courage that it's not uh, the absence of fear, but our ability, your ability, my ability to triumph over it, because it is very, very clear that when we're going to do a work for God, that fear cannot be a part of that process. Fear paralyzes you. Let me say that again. Fear paralyzes you. Fear puts you in a place of uh, not knowing. It puts you in a place of confusion and uh, it puts you in a place where you can't clearly hear what you should hear as far as your direction and for as wisdom and those types of things. It begins to move your emotions in a direction that will be up and away from the Word of God. When we look into the Greek, we start to see you know, those types of descriptions of fear. The brave man, of course, he doesn't feel afraid, not that he doesn't feel afraid, but he is the one who conquers that fear. And I'm not saying this from a standpoint of personally and in the flesh. I'm talking about with the help of God. I feel afraid many times, but I don't let fear conquer me. I don't let fear paralyze me. Why? Because I trust in the living God. I'm not saying this like I am this brave warrior, great warrior, you know, that's been on the battlefield. I've never been in the military, anything of that nature. But my battles have taken place in the spirit realm. Glory to God. My battles have taken place in a place where I can always give God the glory and the praise because he is the one that has strengthened me in the midst of situations and circumstances is one thing to be able to deal with your battles in the natural. But it is a total different thing when we're talking about the spiritual, when you cannot really see the enemy with your natural eye, but you've got to trust in the authority and the power of the word of God and the spirit of God moving on your behalf. So I thank God that he has taught me and helped me to learn how to conquer my fears. And I pray the same for you today. I'm hoping and praying that you, loved one, would understand that God is with you. He's on your side. Just trust him. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And we are sharing a word of faith with you that will give you the opportunity, if not before now, that you will start conquering all fears when it comes to the life, this great, awesome life that God has given us and the way that you live it out and the way that you share with others what God has shared and imparted in you. Glory to God. Thank God for uh, the ability to conquer fear. Now, in the scriptures, there's a word in the book of Psalms, 27th chapter, the 14th verse. And the scripture says this, it says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall 
strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Now, I want to make it clear that when you look into the scriptures and and these things are shared through the word of God, the psalmist is talking to us about waiting. And and, and, and I believe that in the word of God, it's not just uh, a word for us to say, okay, I'm just going to sit to the side. I'm not going to do anything. Nope. What he's saying is be patient in the midst of continuing your efforts. I believe he's saying be patient when we look at the scripture, uh, serving God in the midst of all the things that have taken place, are taking place, you know, that we would be of good courage while we have patience in the midst of our efforts. And he will strengthen your heart. See, when you have good courage, when you're trusting God, when you're saying, God, I will not let the enemy uh, come in and distract me. I will not let him uh come in and bring fear in my heart. Uh, The thief cometh not but for to steal, kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I come that they might have life and that life more abundantly. So when we're talking about waiting on the Lord and being of good courage, know that as you do so, the Lord will strengthen your heart. Help me to say this, Holy Spirit. I know that there are situations and circumstances that have happened in our lives and maybe even are going on right now. But if you trust God, God will send someone. He'll send a word. Uh, He'll do whatever needs to be done to strengthen your heart so that you will not get weak. And here's one of the great things I I learned in the midst of of waiting on God and continually serving and and just being patient in the midst of the process. Tell somebody that you need to be patient in the process. As we are waiting, there's some key things that you can be doing. Yeah, you and I, we have to learn how to worship while we wait. My God, I'm talking about living a life of worship. It is so important that we do so as God is divinely moving and orchestrating what he's doing in this earth realm. You and I have to learn how to worship while we wait. Yeah, continue to worship him. And in the midst of that, in living a life of worship, I'll also make sure that I'm continually to give him all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise for what he's doing in and through our lives. Uh, You and I, have to learn how to do something. Oh, pastor shared with me years and years ago. He said, never let the enemy see you sweat. Never let him see you sweat. As you move forward, as we move forward in the midst of these challenges, we must continue to learn how to worship while we wait. Uh, Give the glory and honor to God on a day-to-day basis. Understand and know That word worship means uh, exhibiting his worth and his value in the things that we say, in the things that we do, even in our actions. You don't begin to think, oh, this is not going to work. Oh, I don't know what's going on, God. Have you forgotten about me? Nope. Nope. I speak the word of God. I say what God says. I let the enemy know. I let anyone know that the God that I serve is worth worshiping in everything that I do. He is worth giving him all the praise, the glory, and the honor that's due unto him. So 
If I do that, then I know according to the scripture, Psalms 27 and 14, that he will strengthen my heart. And I know there are times when it looks like, man, all is lost. Your finances, you know, you might have lost a job. Uh, you may be having troubles in your home with your family and with your children or your spouse, whatever it may be. And it just looks like the problems are insurmountable. But they that wait upon the Lord, yeah, they will renew their strength. The Bible said they will mount up with wings as eagles and they will walk. They will run and not be weary and they will walk and not faint. Ah, glory to God. So here's what I'm saying unto you. Learn how to worship while you wait. It's important that we not be fearful because Second Timothy 1 and 7, God has made it clear. And Apostle Paul made this very, very clear. He said, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and a sound mind. And I always think about when I say that, that God is talking about, I will not have an attitude of fear. I will not have a mindset of fear. The enemy will try to bring that kind of spirit upon us such that we can begin to make improper decisions in our lives and not understand and know what God is really doing in our lives. But we're not to have an attitude of fear, uh, but of power that God has given us according to the word of God, according to salvation, love and a sound mind, the love of God, Gape love, uh, not because of, but in spite of. If I have agape love, I can move through any situation in any circumstance with God's help. If you have agape love and a sound mind that will come along with all of that, because when you and I understand the power that God has given us and we walk in the love of God, then there is nothing that the enemy can do to conquer us. Yeah, he's going to try because that's what he does. But at the same time, you and I, our minds will be sound. Our minds will be sharp. They will be at peace, having a sense of hearing what the Spirit of God is saying to us and that we can move appropriately during those times. And I'm just so grateful to God and I'm so honored. Here's a scripture that I, I want to share with us in the midst of this. First Corinthians 16 and 13 says, Watch ye stand fast in the faith. Quit ye like men, be strong. I love this. Apostle Paul is sharing this and it's so clear. He's saying the word quit means to act manly, right? Uh, he's saying, first of all, watch. He says, stand fast in the faith. And he's in encouraging, encouraging the, uh, the disciples. Stand fast in the faith. And he says, quit you like men or be manly or act manly in the midst of it all. Be strong. Be encouraged in the midst of everything that's transpiring. In other words, there's an old saying that we used to use uh, years ago, just man up. 
And I don't mean that from a negative perspective where I am coming against your attitudes or your decision making, anything of that nature, but be the man that God has called you to be. You can do it. Be the woman of God that God has called you to be. Uh, God has equipped you to be able to do it. If you will call upon him and see what he has poured inside of you. Yes. Oh God, I've got to say this. You and I have to know that there are some things that God has called us to, that he has poured down in us an ability to be able to perform with the help of the Holy Spirit that we must not give up on. You and I have been equipped to do the things that God wants us to do and in the manner that he wants us to do them. Now, it's up to you to do them without reservation, without fear or doubt, allowing those things to creep in or allowing those things to keep you from being all that God has called you to be. Ah, God bless you. Have a smile upon you. Uh, once again, thank you so very much for tuning in to the podcast.